It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. Tell me something good. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome inside another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book. And the hardcover and paperback, as you know. Uh, we're already to episode, even though Shay didn't list it, it's tw- it's Michael Jordan 23. Three. Nudes. It's, oh. it, it's, it's Michael Jordan 23, the magical number of 23. And I think... Congratulations. Uh, we're almost four. I mean, we're just four away from the 27 rules. 27 that bases rules. the entire book in the first place. Do we have to quit at 27 or can no. we keep going? No, the people want more. The people, the people are enjoying uh, being infotained, as I call it. Because they're being informed while they're being entertained. So if you can be learning while you're also enjoying, I mean, that's the perfect package. Well, the conversations are real. They're not made up. They're not scripted. There's, there's no script. There's no, no. pretense. We, we get together each week and we talk about stuff that people are thinking about. Certainly talk about what's important to business people and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about that green stuff. The money. The money. The money. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The money. People want to get better at sales and they want a team that is better at more efficient in doing so because it's about the dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So I'm so excited that this young lady is joining us today. Uh, she at one point moved away from us, moved to West Palm Beach, and then mm-hmm. now we're in the market and we're friends and we get to hang out and do stuff together. And then she's a guest on my podcast. Senior vice president, wealth advisor at BB&T, Kathy Barnhart. Good to say, you said when I saw you outside, you said we've met at Honda Classic. We have. And that's a great place to meet and network and connect. Yep. And you're better at recalling clearly than I am. Well, you were doing those push-ups before and your Ah. face was down in the ground. I'm doing some push-ups here in studio. (laughs) I I, I work out, I do 12 push-ups a week. So uh, today I knocked out all twelve in the presence of both of you and yes, Steve. You're you good. You're yes, good for the did. week, Josh. All right, all right. Now you were you were Steve's first banker, is that right? Apparently, I Apparently was. Apparently, so when <laughs> how'd this come about? Oh, it was great. So um, I'm going to date it back to when I was working with Coach Wanstat, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite um, of all of the coaches, great mustache coaches, great coaches mustache. that I represented. Him and his wife, just yep. Jan, just incredibly lovely people, and blessed to have worked with them. But I had done a deal for one of the electronic chains all through Florida. And one of the things I wrote into the deal was that Coach should do their Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, Christmas comes around. This, you know, firm puts together their Christmas party. All of their employees are there. There was probably a couple hundred people there. So, yeah. yep. And uh, so I bring Coach to the, to the event. And we're meeting and greeting and talking. And this lady walks up to me and says, who are you? <laughs> and, by, and by the way, if, if, if a young lady like Kathy Barnett walks up to you, you stop what you're doing and you pay attention. Absolutely. Well, and then if she, and if she comes with the confidence, say, who are you? Uh, now um, um, you have my complete attention. She and her and her husband were very engaging and she asked a lot of great questions. You know, I was certainly curious about what she did as well. And mm-hmm. then she said, I think I can help you grow your business. Will you have lunch with me? And. The rest is history. She, you know, I said, well, I don't really need money. Everything's great. The business is going great. But if you're not growing, you're dying. So, you know, it was, it was interesting because it proves the point that, you know, as, as the business was growing, I thought it was fine. But what I didn't know was that I could use other people's money to help grow the business. Ooh, wow. we, we call that OPM, OPM in the business. Yep. So, OPM, that's OPM. other people's yep. money. Mm-hmm. All right. And so she, 
So she was like, fantastic. Here's who I am, what I am. Here's what I can offer you. And I was like, why would I say no to that? Mm-hmm. And but but well, hold on, it sounds almost too good to be true. And we're not pitching a product or a good or a service nope. here, other than read the book and learn how to be better. At what is it you're trying to do? So is it that simple? I mean, OPM, other people's money, great. But I, no, it's not that simple. I think it's really about getting to know people and getting to know what their objectives are, what direction they're trying to head personally, professionally, Mm -hmm. and how to help them achieve those goals. And a lot of times it takes money to achieve your goals. And I think at that time, Steve was in a place where he was working out of his house. He had a pretty successful business, but there was so much more he could have done. And when he realized that there were other opportunities for him to have an office and a team of people around him all the time and really make a statement and and brand himself – that was going to cost money, and we were able to provide financing for him. And which uh, you also so for me the takeaway was I, I had forgotten that it was that even early seed stuff. Mm-hmm. It, she gave me the opportunity to really move into the cosmetics business, mm-hmm. which needed early seed money to create inventory. Mm-hmm. And so that's it was a you know revolving opportunities to say, hey, listen, if you're good at what you do, you have a good history, whatever. There's somebody there that will back you, and and the service was uh, uh, incredible. I remember Marcia, you know, just taking care of all of our stuff. So you know, no matter what you do, but that, that's a theme that's oh, consistent yeah. every week oh, in the podcast yeah. and throughout the book. It is about authenticity, as we speak, and it is always about those relationships, relationships, it's service where you feel as though they are invested in you emotionally, personally, professionally. They actually care. I legitimately thought you were a partner in the business. I mean, that's how you presented yourself. And I felt like a partner in your business. I remember when you were looking for a CPA and you came to me and you had a CPA and you said, Kath, I need somebody to help me with my taxes. I have this guy. He's not really cutting it anymore. What do we do? And do you remember you and I went out and we interviewed like three CPAs that I I knew. Was, Was not cutting it anymore called for in prison? Well, no, 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 no. Not, not okay. yet. Not no, at that okay. point. Because <laughs> my, my, my current accountant isn't cutting it anymore. And I'm like, oh, he's in prison. Um, it it fur- further validates that as an entrepreneur, you don't have to be good at everything. No. The guy that was doing my um, finances at the time, my accounting, was a guy that I had known for years and years and years, was really not engaged in my business. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed a change. You were comfortable, and it was it was, it was easy. It was just a guy, you know, right? It, and, and he wasn't really making recommendations on what to do and how to do, and you know. Uh, so we put together a group of people, a small little committee, and everybody recommended somebody. And I remember sitting there the entire day, and we <laughs> first suit gets up, does the presentation. Second suit gets up, does the presentation, and then the one that Kathy recommended it and she can tell you all about her fascination with the grateful dead which is awesome. <laughs> that's, really? that's another podcast that's another. <laughs> no we got time oh, yeah. we got time are, but, we, are we stealing faces here today a little bit this guy stands stands comes into the meeting and he's wearing jeans a really cool shirt he's got long curly gray hair mm-hmm. and i'm like saying to himself what the you know, yeah the, hippie and the guy stood up and said hey i've been working with kathy for a long time I am not your traditional guy. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and then he said, I'm a deal maker. I can help you turn what you're doing into bigger deals. Mm-hmm. And I write about him in the book. He's my consigliere. I wouldn't yeah. buy shoelaces without I him. I introduced him God, to you. He that. made the book, and I didn't make the book. WTF. What's up with that? Yeah, wait a minute. How does Holy that work? Cow. 
But, you know, what was interesting, I think the, one of the reasons that we determined your need for the new CPA was when we were going through the gyrations of obtaining financing for you, we looked at your tax returns and we said, Steve, you could be doing better in this area, this area, and that area. Mm. And you said, why isn't my CPA on yeah, top of exactly this? That's exactly right. You know? yeah. And so it, you're right, Steve. It takes a team of people to really bring an entrepreneur like you or anybody else full circle and and have a comprehensive business plan that's going to hit on all cylinders financially you know productivity wise whatever and then when i found out that she was a grateful dead fan i was like how cool is this? My bankers is a great is traveling fan. around to see well, Kathy I, Barnhart. I, I how did. many shows have you seen? I lost count in the <laughs> mid hundreds, you know, hundred and fifty okay. so, so, so range. You, so you traveled? Oh yes. Were yes. you selling bean pies in the parking lot? No, no. Have the, you ever asked for a quote a miracle? All I've gotten miracles. How many miracles I've have you had? Given miracles. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. For those that don't know, a miracle at a dead show meant I need a ticket. I got a free I need a way, you know, I don't have a ticket. So back in the late 80s, early 90s, -hmm. there was a a girl that lived next door to me who was maybe 15 years old, and she wanted to go see the Grateful Dead, and her parents said, you have to bring a chaperone if you're going to go. So, of course, (laughs) she asked me to go. I drive her and her friends down to Miami. I have no ticket, but there's this little hippie on the side of the road selling selling a ticket Mm -hmm. for $15. Oh, wow. So, I buy the ticket. We go into the Miami arena at the time. Which smelled like a circus to begin with. the security guard says (laughs) to me, this ticket is fake. I said, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I've got these two 15-year-old kids. This is way before cell phones. I can't leave them here. I'm not going to sit in this parking lot. And so this other security guard comes up to me, and she goes, here's your miracle. And she just miracled me right into the show. So that was one of many. But I've given them. It's better to give than to get. It's like a a box of rain. Oh, the references there. Josh. I'm impressed. Give me the playlist on Watkins Glen, 4th of July, 1978. (laughs) Never going to happen. Although I will say this. I did just bring my 75. Fire on the Mountain was track one. No, it wasn't. I'm just making it up. You're making it up. I'm not a dead I'm I'm impressed that you know all these things. My my roommate for one semester, my freshman year of college, was devout deadhead, who was gone for weeks on end while his parents paid whatever the tuition was for him to go to college. So we could could tool the... Don Henley sings in uh, Boys of Summer about deadhead stickers on a Cadillac. Cadillac, I knew I was in trouble because I was going to school to play ball. And I was meeting this random roommate they put me with two weeks before college began. And this must have been like a 78 Cadillac Fleetwood pulls up with deadhead stickers all over it. And I go, you got to be bleeping because I'm the jock. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I, this get, my, I get this guy. He was, gone, he, was gone, he was gone for weeks traveling with the, the dead. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, I just took my 75-year-old mother and my 80-year-old dad to their first ever dead concert. Wow. With uh, John Mayer? Yep, with John Mayer Fantastic. at Dead & Company at the BB&T Center. And they were both decked out in their tie-dyed T-shirts. And I even have video of my mom doing a little dance. Yeah. So. Now, now why, <laughs> when, when, you're not a huge deadhead, Steve. But when I you found not. out that your banker, you know, senior vice president, wealth, man, uh, wealth advisor at BB&T, when you found out Kathy Barnhart was, you said you thought it was pretty cool because you thought she was non-traditional. Exactly. It wasn't cookie cutter. Exactly. It wasn't corporate. So I would, I would ask people to look at their banker and... Do a you know a check as to what they like and you know for me, clearly represented something out of the box, mm-hmm. which fit yeah. my personality, where my business was, where I was going, and that out of the box thinking came to play a lot. I mean, I relied on Kathy a lot. I would call her and say, "I don't understand this. Right. 
you know, when when Sam, who, who, who Sam Sammy is our my uh, consigliere, I write about him in the book. Sam Sammy, that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Samuel. That's, that's Sammy? his real name. Like I said, man, your parents really, really had it out for you. <laughs> oh, and then he marries somebody named Pam Sammy. <laughs> Pam, so I, I have a friend named Jupiter. His first birth name says Jupiter. On his, <laughs> yeah, you know, like so, what we think they're hippies. Yeah. But when, when he started to work with us, because I picked him in that in that lineup, if you will, and uh, he said, "Show me your books," mm-hmm. and I was like, "What do you mean, my books? <laughs> yeah, what books?" He goes, "Well, here's my checkbook. Yeah, right, here's go, my checkbook." <laughs> I, I go, "What? I'm bringing in more than I'm spending. Life is grand." Right? He goes, "Yeah." Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, "You don't get it." Right. So you know, for for him uh, to teach me more about the financial side of the business, mm-hmm. um, and then Kathy to support it, and on a regular basis, I would ask, you know. Random questions that right. I was not uncomfortable asking, which is, I think, a lot of what entrepreneurs go through. I think, is, I think a lot of them don't even know what questions to right. ask. Exactly. Is, you know? is it a case of, I don't want to look stupid, so I don't want to ask? Or is it a case of, I don't even know that's something that I should be wondering about? I think it's the latter. It's the latter. And I think also entrepreneurs are so focused on their business and making a success of their business and earning that money that... The, their own personal finances sometimes take a back seat. So mm. to me, the most critical thing an entrepreneur can do is really create a comprehensive financial plan around their personal finances and around what is the end game for this business? How do we get across the finish line ultimately here? You know, And that's something that has made a lot of people that I work with very successful because it, it – you know, it puts those goals down on paper and it creates a roadmap for getting there. Let's talk about, go ahead, I'm sorry. I think a lot of people talk about creating the plan and then don't actually do I'm it. I'm working on it. Yeah. People know, often say they're working on it. They're it, not working on anything. You know, when, when you're fearful of what you don't know, you know, that can be, dis, you know, disarming. Boom. You have to have somebody that says, hey, listen, I got you back. I got, I can take you. Isn't it as important, if not more so, to know what you don't know? Then it is to know what you know? Absolutely. Listen, we've done 23 of these, and the people that have sat in this seat mm-hmm. have all said that they are committed to lifetime, lifelong learning, three L's. Yeah. You know, and learning is about everything, you know, just because, and it be, it's become in infinitely um, clear to me that I just had this skill as a, as a sales, mm-hmm. you know, I understand sales. I didn't really understand the other sides of how to run a business. And putting those pieces of the puzzle together made me much better, made me much happier. And so it, it is not a one-man show ever. Right. You know? And so you, when you see people who have had great success, they usually do put themselves around other good people. And you were a teammate forever until you moved away. And now here you are. <laughs> and here, uh, he's following and you. Good things I, I'm come loving back. it. That's good, great. He's good, following good things you. Come back. Uh, risk yeah. and reward. Because in the very beginning, you were talking about it sounds too good to be true. She says somebody else's money. It, it is about management. You, you, there really is very little reward in life without taking those chances. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to manage that risk. And I would imagine that successful entrepreneurs know the balance of risk versus the reward that they're chasing. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people especially entrepreneurs, put all their blood, sweat, and tears into their baby, their business. And that's not only... going to go bankrupt personally. Yeah, well, or or they're putting all of their financial resources back mm. into the business. And I think having the ability to diversify those assets and say, okay, you know, I'm going to put these assets into the business, but then these I have to keep separate for 
whatever the case may be, to manage that risk instead of that old concept of kind of having all of your eggs in one basket. It can be your passion, but you have to be realistic. You know, comedians, comedians will always say, don't fall in love with a joke. Chris Rock will come to the improv and he'll try something out and he said, I love that joke. I loved it. I loved it, man. I, I wrote, I was so proud of it. It was my baby. It's not getting laughs. At some point, you got to say, you got to let go. Cutting it. Yep. It's like loving a woman that just doesn't love you back. Steve wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> You're so he, right here, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> so, so there. He, here was the other um, thing that became really clear to me with, you know, working with Kathy was that early on, there were no other bankers that were involved in networking mm. for the business. And so I met her. She networked. To me, she showed me right up front. Hey, she came across the room, said, hello, I want to meet you. I want to know what you do. I'm interested in you and your business. And then she found me, Sam, which shame on me that I didn't remember that. I mean, that's unbelievable. But wow. um, but on a continued basis, and I look at other businesses and I say, look at the people that are around you mm. who are supplying you services, mm-hmm. your banker, the person who supplies your insurance, whatever other resources that if they're not bringing you other resources to the table, then you can. Then it's a commodity. Then you can it's, do better. And so that networking is only one letter away from not working, mm-hmm. which I live by. There was a steady flow. She's been great in introducing me to great people. She met you at I think one of the best networking events in West Palm Honda Beach, Classic, which is the Honda Classic. Yep. That is a networking event that has golf going on in the background yeah but as soon as we came to palm beach she invited michelle and i up and we had an amazing amazing time and michelle actually wound up doing business with one of the executives from she did yeah you know who was selling his house and and now michelle is working with me on the wealth and estate planning event down in clarify clarify who michelle is please for the audience that you know michelle is my beautiful um partner in life that's it he almost said the w word well, uh, well not well, the hotel well, either so I, the w. I call her my wife but the the courts may not allow kathy when did, when did you figure that out i mean i remember when i figured out hey um knowing that person and connecting them to that person can sometimes be just to their benefit and other times it can be to my benefit but i think we're all better off when everybody knows everybody when did you figure that out was that part of i guess your corporate end or you just said Maybe from the Grateful Dead aspect of like, when you know folks, sometimes you get a miracle. (laughs) Sometimes you do get a miracle. You know, it's funny. My dad was an investment banker, so he was always connecting companies with one another when, you know, when one company was buying another company. Mm -hmm. So he was constantly making introductions to people and developing relationships. Maybe I got it from him. Maybe I got it from hanging out with people like you, Steve. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we have in common. And I think building a team of successful driven, motivated people around you is what helps to further our own success. And I think that's well I, said, yeah. You know, I mean, we have we legitimately have fun together. Oh, and by the way, you do these services. Exactly. And I think people don't do that. They wear what they do out here, not who they are. And so the way Clarify that- Clarify on that. So, what, what do you mean they wear what they do out here? So I show if I show up, if Kathy were to show up as a banker- Right. Right, or Business investment. suit, briefcase, and no Grateful Dead. This is no Grateful Dead. Good evening. Here's the numbers. Grateful <laughs> Dead. Meet me for a cocktail. You know, nice. You know, Cosmo, or you know, let, let me. Let me turn you, you on to a few dead tunes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you that, know any dead tunes? I, I really don't. <laughs> I just I gave you Fire on the Mountain. I gave you Uncle uh, John's do. Band. I, I haven't really made a big enough impact no, on you over the years. That one never. <laughs> Box of Rain. Box of Rain. That one never resonated with no. me. You know. I, you know what Steve you know, knows. Steve knows. Steve was a guy in the summer of '89 that bought a, a tie dye and started trying to go to the shows for Touch of Gray. Oh, he was one they, of those guys. They call those touch heads. Touch heads. Yes. You're not with us. Yes. I, Jerry came out and said, listen, if you like that song and you're watching MTV and it's on the top, Casey Kasem and Casey Kasem. It was like number three in the country. Went to, I think it went like top three. Josh, I am really impressed with your level of knowledge. So here's the problem, though. Here's Jer- the problem. Jerry Garcia, every week, the person sitting here <laughs> says, I'm really impressed with Josh. Jerry Garcia, I'm, I'm, start- I'm well, starting to feel a little bit. Of- <laughs> no, no, no. Jerry, but Jerry Garcia said, listen, if you like that song and you see it on MTV, great. Stay at home. Don't come to our shows. Our fans can't get tickets as it is. We don't want you trying to take the tickets. Well, I'm impressed with Josh's level of knowledge as it relates to the No, I think, I think you're like the Casey yeah. Kasem impression. Yeah. It, it's been great. Like, <laughs> well, through all you. of the weeks that we've been doing this, you know, the, I'm, I'm, I do work for ESPN. They're a client of mine. Yeah. The president here said, I think when you do your podcast, you should do it with one of our personalities and... You know. Oh, he's a personality. Oh, right. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. Oh, Podcasts don't usually. Yeah, but the two of us together are dangerous. But the two, said, yeah. It's like, you know, shouldn't I be hosting my own podcast? <laughs> and he said, no, why don't you just meet Josh? We met yeah. and boom, instant click, you know, click yeah. friends, thinking, doing. Um, it was a, you know, I mean, it's just been well, great. That's, what, that's what's great about you, though. That's the way you are with people. And I think that's the Thank way you. I Thank am with people. And Drew. that's why. We've always hit it off. That's Michelle is that way with people. We I think like people tend to attract. And, and if people like another. being around you, you're probably yeah. going to do better in business. Absolutely. Number one thing that people just don't get their arms around is that if you make people feel good, they will ask you back. Exactly. <laughs> right. They want you around. So if in the first podcast we didn't get along, mm-hmm. done. Right. I, you know, there's always right. options. You know, how long have we been friends and business people? You know, people have choices. How many other bankers? How many other right. investment? How many other? You know, we did not meet because of BB and T. Right. We met uh, Comerica, or I, I, let's not talk okay, about yeah, those, right, right. those exes. Right, right. <laughs> but, but whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it had nothing to do with the door, the name on the door. Exactly. It had everything to do with you, right. which is part of what I try and train salespeople on now. Is that people are buying you? Well, that's right. I mean, really, most sales, investments, banking, anything else you can think about is a commodity. It's about the value well add. Said. It's about the relationship. It's about the connection with the person. And it could be any name on the door. And, and, and I think, you know, we hadn't spoken in a while. When you moved north, you said, hey, I'm moving. And mm-hmm. to me, it's so funny. West Palm Beach seemed like a million miles away. Like, <laughs> Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Oh, it seemed like, do from I have what, to get from on a Fort Lauderdale? Mm-hmm. From Lauderdale. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale to West Palm Beach, so you right. felt like a culture, <laughs> like Green Acres. Yeah. It really did. It, it really did. And, and now, I don't mean the town Green Acres. I mean the oh, show in the know, 60s and hey. 70s. <laughs> it, it really Jaja. did. And now it's, you know, when I do it, it's like it, people say, West Palm, what's up with West Dude, it's a 40-minute ride. That right. is paradise. It's a 35-minute bright line trip with air conditioning and Wi-Fi. But the test is... Don't see each other. Don't speak to each other for a while. Mm-hmm. See each other again, and just pick right, right where you. Well, you know that awkwardness. When hi, how are you? How are you? How's everything? How's kids? There's that, and then there's the someone that you click with and connect with. Well, you, the funny thing is, no remember when you first moved up here, you were at the Honda with Val and Denise, that's and I exactly was right. in my suite, 
and I was standing at the bar getting myself an ice water, and I see, what, I see what else was in that ice in the I water? I see Steve walking by, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's Steve Nudelberg!" And I went running out after you, and there was Denise, and I said, "I didn't even notice Val." <laughs> <laughs> cracking up at that but i was so happy to see you and then you guys came in had a drink we went down to hang out with chris and next year you and michelle were back and in 25 minutes it sounds like you watch a lot of golf it's not what you said it's a networking event but it's a third reference to honey these events these opportunities are always connect networking one letter away from not working he does the live broadcast from Honda, which I is know, spectacular. Yeah, yeah and I, we had some fun. <laughs> but but we're talking about. He said that's a it's a networking event. No, oh, by the way, a little golf seems to be happening in the background, and a great charity too. I great. mean, just wonderful absolutely charity. phenomenal wonderful charity. But event business, gets every year. you have to think in the sense of hey, there you know, oh, the office and the job. You, Steve, you talk about it. If you're nine to five, entrepreneur is not for you. Uh, Dreaming's not for you. Go get a job the, on a, a, a factory the, assembly line. I don't think the world is programmed that way anymore. The it's world, is, the world is open twenty four hours. Exactly, <laughs> you know? yep. shit's happening everywhere, every minute of every day, somewhere. And if you do not, what did Ferris Bueller say? If you don't, uh, life oh, goes by pretty quickly. Life right. goes by, yeah, pretty yep. fast, pretty quickly. Whatever that quote you, was, you'll miss it, or you know, yep. if you don't open. You your just eyes, might miss it. You just might miss it. There's so. a little wisdom. In. There's we a Ferris the quote. Bueller yep. quote. We, we botched the quote, but along those lines. Um, you guys share a kindred uh, soul in several ways, and I would imagine part of what attracts you to being friends and doing business is the fact that you, you realize the other gets it, right? right? And, and that probably helps you in business, I would imagine, Kathy, when you're like, they're not getting it, they're not getting it, boom, the light bulb goes off, they're getting it. Sure. Because your job is to help them succeed in business, therefore you succeed in business, and then they know people in business, and you can help them succeed as well. A hundred percent. And Steve's the kind of person that'll pick up the phone and call me or send an email and say, hey, I want you to meet this person. I just met them. I just had lunch with them. I know the two of you will hit it off. I know there will be some connectivity with your business. And when you have a guy like that in your life, it makes you more apt to be like that in your own life. Thank you. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a great compliment. Yeah. The, you know, the rea- I don't think people see the value of when you can provide that type of introduction mm-hmm. to that person. They walk away going, wow, I'm not even doing business with this person. Yeah. And they just introduced me to somebody that can really make an impact in my life and in my business and whatever. So, you know, I think, you know, again, we go back to the rules. Rule 27 in my book is give, give first. Go in with a mentality of how can I help this person right. legitimately? Who can I introduce them to that will impact their life and make it, you know, and, and I, it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. If you you know, so when I say it's simple, yeah, it's simple. It's not easy because you have to actually focus on the other person, which most salespeople that's hard don't. to do. <laughs> but that's why giving the miracle is better than getting the miracle. Correct. Correct. You said that, and, yeah. and I speak yeah. about it all the time here. And Ken Levicka, who produces this podcast, the voice of the FAU Owls, he's my co-host on the home team that we do at ESPN, and, and I, I'm going to go ahead and and write that book in which I speak of the why, because in all of this life, it isn't what we do; it's why we do it. The $5 that the man donated to that charity means that his family can't get pizza tonight. But he did it because he legitimately saw a hungry man. means more than the man who donated 5000 at the charity event who did so so everybody could see him in the live auction and try and get business out of it. it. The universe knows why you're doing it. So when you, Steve, are connecting people to Kathy, um, you are looking out for both of their best interests. You know they'd be better off as a result. You're asking nothing in return. And as a result, when you start doing things for the right reason, 
the selflessness of the why. The universe rewards us all. Absolutely. With better health, it, it with better opportunities, with better wealth. The universe recognizes that's the universal justice system is, is karma, right? Yep. So you don't go to church thinking, oh, I can't wait to get out of here, but I gotta be in church. I'm gonna go to heaven one day. The universe knows. It's why. Not what we do. It's why we do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a universal truth. Yep. You know, and you day, get that. The other day, Michelle and I were driving. We were coming off one of the exits, and there's a guy standing there saying, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Shh, Michelle says, roll down the window. Boom. She hands me, you know, $5 and says, give it to the guy. Mm-hmm. And I close the window, and I go, oh, he's probably going to leave here today and go in his Jaguar and, and drive <laughs> yeah. home, you know. Yeah, right. And she says, it's not for me to judge. You know, huh. and I was like, wow. Yep. Huh. You know, so in all of these cases, if you just do what is right and – you know, introducing good people to good people is the right thing to do. You talk about authenticity all the time. We were talking about it outside uh, before we came on the air. The universe knows your authenticity and you'll be successful in business and have a better life if you're authentic. And the authentic is what's your motivation? Were you looking for a kickback from Kathy with this business partner? Or was it a case of, man, I like her. He's going to do better as a result of knowing her. She's going to benefit from knowing him. Exactly. And, you know, for me, I, I always have had this thing that my life is better with people like Kathy in it mm. than not. And yeah. so, you know, the Aww. more the more you can bring those kind of people around, you know, and everybody talks about, oh, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with. And I sort of like that and subscribe to that. But what about the other 50 people that you can't see all the time, yeah. but you just know that are in your life, right. that influence your life, that, you know... I, that I know Kathy's thinking good things for me and I'm thinking good things for her. And so, you know, I, I'm so blessed. But, the, you know, the point I try and bring out on this show and why I love having people like you here is that you live it. You know, you didn't make this up to come on the podcast and just say, yeah. oh, by the way, I want to validate a couple of Steve's rules. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, today's 23, right? Today's 23. 23. What is rule number 23, Steve? Um, oh, wow. I, oh, I don't, man, I didn't mean to give you a test. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's rule number 23, Shay? Shay, you should know it. Come on. Shay doesn't know it either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't have, have the book in front right, of me. I'm going have... to have to read the book now. I'll you have you never know. read my book? No. <laughs> I was waiting for my autographed personal You still copy. don't have a copy of my no, book? No, I'm not out. in the book. I don't have a copy. Wow. But and I, you forgot. She doesn't even have a copy of the book. And you but forgot. I'm on the podcast. Yes. And, and you forgot who introduced you to Sammy Samuels. <laughs> Sam, Sam Sammy. Sam, Sam too. I don't know. I was close enough. I was close Hello. enough. She stumped me. I do not know what rule 23 is. We can, we, can, we can edit this out. We can edit. No, I'm just there kidding. No, we're leaving it in. It's authentic. It's okay. So it's kicking me real, under the table. You know? hey, there's, hey, there's I'm, just, I'm just letting you know that Shay just got fired. There's, <laughs> there's, Sorry, Shay. There's, 20, there's 27 rules. How are you supposed to remember every one of them? I, right. I don't know yeah. in what I order. Mean, come on 23 now. is, uh, you know. Before, uh, hey, before we go. Tell me something good. Kathy. Tell me something good. I think it is, actually. Kathy Barnhart, before we go, uh, f- complete the sentence. Fill in the blank. Entrepreneurs must. That's it. Two words. Entrepreneurs must what? Think what way? Take what action? Do what? Must plan. Planning mm-hmm. is everything. Yep. Absolutely. And I would say Up, drink more Fail tea. to plan is a, pl- <laughs> you would is say a plan to fail. Entrepreneurs must day must drink. Day drink. <laughs> <laughs> After they plan. Failing to plan, <laughs> to plan is, is planning, planning to, to fail. fail. That's yep. exactly right. Without yep. a doubt. All right. Mm-hmm. Kathy Barnhart, Senior Vice President, Wealth Advisor, BB&T. Thank you. Thank you, guys. For the time today. It was a lot of fun. And I've never seen Noodleberg stumped.
So this was a first today. <laughs> Magic 23. Leave it to her. And leave it. But you know what? That's payback for forgetting about Samuel Samuelson. And now there's a reason for me to write book number two so that I can start out with. Oh, it it all go. started when I met Kathy Barnum. You know, if you had been to a bunch of Grateful Dead concerts and you couldn't remember Rule 23, you'd have a reason. Yeah, you'd have a reason. Well, it'd have been those magic so mushrooms. So the things that happen at Grateful Dead concerts, I still did. I just didn't do them. He was in the VIP in a club. Right? There you uh, go. <laughs> same stuff. Uh, Steve, we don't ask people how they're doing because nobody cares and no one's listening. It's so disingenuous. Your signature is to ask folks to tell you something good, and it elicits a feel-good moment regardless, doesn't it? Uh, so my something good today, besides having all these tremendous people around me do, other than Shay. it's about to be recruiting time for college football Ooh. which means that the two noodleberg boys will be in town so Woo-hoo. i am hopeful to uh, take them to the uh, billy idol concert at sunfest hell yeah and uh, spend some quality time with family which um in the godfather they say if you do not take care of your familia yeah you are not a man la familia and even gus uh, fring said that on breaking bad did Remember he? Breaking, you oh, that? That, did you oh, watch Breaking of Bad? Of course. Oh. Which, by the way, just before we leave, uh, Brian Cranston is in another series yep. on uh, Amazon Prime. Is it called Sne- Sneaky, Sneaky Pete? Pete? Oh, my God. Addicted. Yeah. Addicted. We did 10 so episodes. Yep. We blitzed them. Yep. Gus Fring was yep. telling uh, Walter White in, you know, disgust even, a man provides for his family. If he's unappreciated, a man provides for his family. Wow. There it is. And that you know what? That's the something good. Is that uh, number one to have a family to provide for, and number two is to enjoy it as at the top of the list. Amen. The one thing I drive. Uh, what do you want to go for a Colby? Want to go for a twenty-four? Twenty-four. Keith Sutherland on Fox. It's, number twenty-four. It's two dozen. Let's do it. Listen, he don't remember Rule Twenty-Three, but you can learn all about it in the book Confessions so, of a Serial Salesman. Listen to this one. The twenty-fourth one will be on the twenty-fourth. Ooh. And I'll be coming back from Boston. The universe has aligned itself. For Steve Nittleberg, Josh Cohen saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the, for number 24 on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast.